Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Oh, boy. Tonight's episode. Wow. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This one is called The Ascension of Mother God. That's a title. And no, we're not talking about Andrea Canning. This is season 30, episode four. It aired on October 15th, 2021, hosted by our father god, Keith Morrison. We should maybe do a trigger warning at the top of this episode. Great idea. Great idea. This episode involves some levels of child abuse that come towards the end. So if you want to listen to the first part and when we start getting to the meat of the matter, maybe you want to skip it if that's something you're sensitive to. Also deals with things with a corpse. So if you're also sensitive to dead bodies or things like that in very specific detail, also you might want to skip this. It also involves cults. Cults, drugs, alcohol throughout. Yes. So if you are highly sensitive to any of those things, this episode may not be for you. But if you are all about deep dives into cults, this episode is for you. Yeah. Did I miss anything? I'm, I'm trying. I'm like racking my brain. I think we're okay. Those are the big ones that I think that are going to might be a problem for people. Yeah. So a man walks into this sounds like a setup for a joke. A man walks into a small town police station in rural Colorado and says, there's a corpse at my house that's been dead for a very long time says there's a corpse and the police officer says oh so so they died and he says no like they've been dead for a very long time it's a it's a corpse and this is the amount of volume and excitement that he has in his voice as he's talking and he weirdly doesn't say a very long time he says oh no it's been dead a long moment a long moment what's a long moment i don't know and he says they wanted me to touch her And the policewoman is like, oh. And then she tells a policeman who says, interesting. I love how chill these police officers are. They've never heard this before. They should be all crazy. I think they must be thinking he's on peyote. That's the only thing that I can think. Because they're like, okay, he's having a bad trip. We're going to let him come down. And we're going to figure out what's up with the house. Absolutely. Keith says... Perhaps you've heard the story that made headlines all around the world as he's doing an epic 45-degree lean on a wooden post. A woman who calls herself Mother God. And like all gods, she has a YouTube channel. And it's called Love Has Won. W-O-N. Nobody can see this. So it's not Love Has O-N-E. It's W-O-N, like winning, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, (laughs) Tiger's Blood. She's saying on the video, I don't know what's going on, but as long as you choose love, everything will be okay. Remember those words later when she is actively not choosing love and screaming curse words. Also, you've got to love when a God admits they have no idea what's going on, but just follow them anyways. I don't know what I'm talking about, but follow me. That is totally true. I did not 
Put that together. You're absolutely right. Hundreds of people came to live with Mother Love in Colorado, mostly in the past year or two. A lot of it was COVID related. People were very stressed because of COVID and looking for answers. Love has W-O-N, has almost 10,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel and more than 20,000 on Facebook. That is a lot more than us. Guys, we need your help. We might need to add a religious element to the show because we're slacking. I think what's happening here is that a lot of those subscribers are people that then go on and make videos about how nuts this is based on the number of videos there are on YouTube about this cult. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. It's like on Twitter when you see really controversial people who have a ton of followers and you're like, or a lot of people following her just to see what she's going to say next. There you go. Yes. They believed that the love has won. People believe that the 3D world, which is the world that we are currently in right now, the actual world is evil. And if you follow their teachings, you can reach the fifth dimension, which is a place where there's only peace. And Mila Jovovich runs around in an orange wig. No, that's fifth element, but close. Oh, oh that's a good movie. So they had an oasis in Colorado for intensely spiritual things. Keith says Colorado, this place, is spiritual beings are drawn to this place. And we see B-roll of an iguana because I guess iguanas are very spiritual or blood relatives would have us believe. You saw an iguana? I only saw a lizard and a horse. Was there an iguana that I missed? Maybe it was this very small lizard that I'm calling an iguana. I liked it. He was like gazing into the distance. It was a very spiritual shot. Yeah, he was praying. He was praying to the sun. He was definitely praying. Keith says the mountains glow red at sunset like the blood of Christ. Wow. Because now he's just going to throw in all the religious metaphors. He's been saving religious metaphors from other episodes and he's putting them in now. It took me by surprise. Oh, it did. I was like, did he just say Christ? Is this what's happening on the state line? Yeah. Wow. Not to be confused with the power of Christ, which compels you if you're having an exorcism. (laughs) Not to be confused. Don't confuse the two. There's a Buddhist temple there, and there's lots of other spiritual places and a UFO watchtower. So I was like, oh, aliens? Are we going to see aliens? Kind of. This is the headquarters of (laughs) Mother God, has her headquarters there. Mother God is a.k.a. Amy Carlson, because Amy's super religious, or Amy Grant was until she went secular and Katie's mom had her write a letter showing how disappointed she was. Favorite story ever. I have decided, gonna live like a believer, turn my back on the deceiver. I looked up more Amy Grant songs so I don't have to keep singing <laughs> El Shaddai, because I say El Shaddai like nine times in this podcast, so I'm, I'm ready now. I can't think of one Amy Grant song. I just sang one. Yeah, but I know, but one that I would know. Baby, baby, my heart is crying for you. That one. There we go. That's the only one I know. That's all I need, really. Okay, good. So, yeah, Amy Carlson, a.k.a. Mother God, she is in her YouTube videos saying very vague things like, I step into the river of life as one love, one river flowing together. As one. It's very redundant. 
I really don't like Mad Lib talking. I feel like you have a list of like vaguely spiritual words just that you've right. pulled from different thesaurus places. And so it's just fill in the blank. Yeah. She says, welcome to the awakening. That's one. No, it's basically, it's all of the lines that we used in our Nexium episode. You just plug and play. Just put them in anywhere and it'll somehow make sense. So Amy, actually, I should, apologies, call her Mother God. She offered surgical. We can call her Amy. (laughs) Surgical implant removals, she offered. And she doesn't mean boob jobs or calf implants that she's removing. She is removing negative energy and spiritual blockage. Ding. Impressively, she can do these surgical procedures virtually. It's called etheric surgery. Scientology is still doing it in person, like total noobs. It's embarrassing for them. Amy has been reincarnated 534 times. Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell are so jelly right now. Take notes, folks. Take notes. Their numbers are chump change in comparison. They're only in double digits. Plus, Amy claims to have been Jesus, Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, and Marilyn Monroe. You want a few more? Yeah, go for it. Elizabeth I. Okay. Then have a seat. Harriet Tubman. No. You're welcome. And Dateline, shame on you for leaving those out. (laughs) That kind of makes me sick to my stomach. (laughs) She's not. She's unwell. I'm sorry. This is also a trigger warning for mental illness. We should also say that. That is just so wrong. 100% we should have said that. She is 100% unwell. We don't mean to mock her. She's clearly unwell. But we will mock some of the... some of the situations. But those, those reincarnations are like you picked the front of the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band <laughs> when it's like all the people behind. Like she might as well have said Gandhi. Gandhi. And like, do you know? Yeah. I'm sure Gandhi's on the list. But it's like she just picked out people or listened to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire and right. like listed all the people <laughs> in the song. That's what she did. It's really generic. Chad Daybell was Martin Luther. And Methuselah, who is the oldest person in the Bible. And it's very funny. It's like they're in a contest whose past lives are more impressive. And I think Amy's winning. Chad, you got to step it up, bro. Amy's totally winning. Harriet Tubman, she won. Yeah, who? she wins all. But it's gutsy. But that is gutsy. Oh my gosh, is that gutsy. So Chad, you're going to have to say you were Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And even then, you're still not going to win over Harriet Tubman. So we meet Mother God's mom, Linda, or would could we call her Grandmother God? Uh, I don't think she would like that. She's very sweet. She said that Amy, this is not the Amy she knew growing up. Amy was sweet. She was popular. She did love to perform and be the center of attention. And her sisters say she wanted to be the prettiest. And we do see a photo. If the higher the hair, the closer to God is actually a true rule, then no wonder she's Mother God. Because that hair was tall. She had good bangs. Those were those would be considered good bangs back then. Yeah. Which in good bangs, it's not an oxymoron. You can have good bangs. Yeah. I mean, in the time period, they were teased and shellacked. Yeah. But even now. Laura from the fall line has very good banks. 
She's the only person I can think of right off the top of my head that has really good bangs. I saw someone the other day and I'm forgetting. And they had great bangs. And I was like, that's good bangs. Yeah, it's hard to do. Can't re- I'll, it'll come to me. It really is. You have to have the right shape head and the right kind of hair. Otherwise, you're getting PC grease. Mm-hmm. So Amy started having kids young at 19. We meet Cole, her son, who seems super sweet. He said that growing up, she was chaotic and unstable. Amy had two more kids, all from different fathers. She would leave for long periods of time. She left for good when the youngest one, Madison, was only seven. Madison also seems very sweet. I thought she had one after Madison. I thought Madison was the middle. There's one child we don't learn the name. Another son. She had two sons and a daughter. Oh, and Madison was last? Yeah, Madison's last, I think. So the other child, who is it? They just didn't want to be on Dateline. I don't blame them. Yeah, or have their name even spoken. No, I don't blame them either. But brave of Cole and Madison to be on Dateline, by the way. And they seem both, they both seem great. 100%. And they came off very well. They seem like they've been raised very well. So Amy goes to California in 2007 to meet with a man she met online. His name is Amareth White Eagle, which I don't think is his birth name. I thought his name was Amorous White Eagle, which is what I wrote until the end when I heard him say them say no until. Sorry, I watched another video and heard Amorous and I was like, oh, it's not Amorous because I thought Amorous White Eagle was pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is. So is Amareth. Like a very loving. Yeah, Amareth is good too, but Amareth makes him sound more like a wizard and Amaris makes him sound more like a rock star. Like a Don Juan. Yeah, and he has like maybe a couple albums. By the way, just to hit the point home, she left those children at home. Yes. Like she moved to California sans child or children. Yes, when the youngest was seven. Absolutely. But- Amareth was very amorous and he had a lure, I guess. He has tons and tons, like pounds of white facial hair that make it hard to tell from one photo to the next if he's 30 years old or 75 years old. So unsure what the age gap was there. Yeah. They get married and they are off the grid for about five years, but then they rise up as all good gods do on YouTube. And they have a coming out party on YouTube and they say, we are now gods. I mother God, this is father God. And they post a ton of new videos because I guess if you're a God, you have time to create a lot of online content. She says, we've been watching earth for a long time and have come to be of assistance. So that's kind of the UFO vibe that I guess we're getting. Keith, uh, at this point, does a lean and he has one leg crossed over the other, which is not his usual lean. Usually his legs are more straight, but this he has one kind of propped up over the other. And he says, even gods have domestic issues because their marriage was kaput. They only were married for a couple of years. And if two gods can't make it, what hope do the rest of us have? Good luck, Katie and Oliver. Also, do those marriages between gods factor into the current divorce statistics of 50%? Or is there like a whole nother statistic for marriage between gods? Unsure. I'm having a hard time understanding if they're immortal or not. We're not, it's not really explained. 
I mean, they, their bodies are not, they will ascend, but also you could just be reincarnated into from another. Yeah, it's a little tricky. It's very vague. The whole thing is super vague. Yeah, see, you don't know. I don't think they even know. Amy blamed the divorce on the fact that Father God, shocker, not really a God. Uh. Who could have seen that coming? She took his energies because he still had good energies, I guess, even though he wasn't a god. And she brought them to Colorado where she started her solo tour. She calls her new group the First Contact Ground Team, which does have something to do with UFOs, apparently. We then meet Andrew Profeshi, and he was this normal guy, depressed after losing a sales job. He's surfing the web. He comes across Mother God. He said he was very impressed with the videos. This group seemed to know their stuff, which is not the impression that I get from the clips that I'm seeing. What stuff? Like, it's so vague. There's nothing concrete about any of it that seemed to make sense. But they, but anyways, that's the impression that Andrew got, that they knew their stuff. So he is chatting with other followers online and then he hears from Mother God herself reaching out to him, not like hearing voices. She actually reached out to him via email and Mother God tells him at the moment of evolution, he is going to be, it's going to come soon and he is very important to that process. So he needs to come right away to Colorado. So he is ready. He packs his bags. He goes to Colorado, immediately regrets his decision. The place is a mess and everyone is at the tail end of a 48-hour mushroom trip. He is very uncomfortable. He's trying to talk to Mother God. She's almost unconscious, cannot speak. And he's, he's like Joe Bluth. I think I've made a huge mistake. But... He doesn't leave. He said, this process is not supposed to be easy. This is a challenge that I need to overcome, which I think is cult language, isn't it? Ding. (laughs) I really think that is. Like, it's not supposed, the hardest things in life are the most worthwhile. This is, you have to walk through this pain of us branding our names onto you because that's, she'll show that you are worthy. So it's supposed to be hard. So he quickly somehow becomes Amy's father God. She just really liked him. She really just wanted to get with him. He's handsome. Yeah, 100%. He doesn't feel right about being called father God because he- Is fairly normal. Is fairly normal and doesn't have the hubris that comes with naming yourself to be a deity and or the mental illness. He says, I don't feel right about it, but maybe the reason I don't feel right about being called Father God is because I just don't get it yet. They all get it and I don't get it yet. Okay, so they become lovers, which is just great. Unfortunate. He doesn't like a lot of things that are going on. Amy does this new thing where she's recruiting dead celebrities to her group, just saying, oh, they're here the biggest of whom is Robin Williams. This part made me legitimately sick to my stomach. It was so offensive to me. She's saying, Nanu, Nanu. Oh, he loves saying that. Like they're BFFs. Like he's there with her. Like she's his 
God, it's so gross. I hope none of his family members have seen this because it's disgusting. Oh, he was on the website. They're like bragging, like, look who we've recruited. No, fully. He's his picture is like on the homepage on one of the videos I watched. And one of the most circulated videos of Amy is her saying the day we found out he passed 15 minutes later, he was in my bedroom. Oh, my God. It's, it's like it's nothing. It, I don't. It's confusing. You can say anything about anyone that has passed away and they're not there to defend themselves. And so to use his name to promote yourself. It's gross. It's disgusting. So Keith says very cheekily, Mother God had lots of demons. Get it? (laughs) She drank massive amounts of vodka and it made her angry and bitter. And this is where the YouTube lives start going from one river merging together as one and there's one rainbow and one soul and it's all one to her screaming B word and then going, but screaming the B word and then in this like demon voice and then being like transforming into love ever present B word. It's very strange. And that's light for what you see on the internet. I'm going to give you guys some places to go if you want to watch some more videos on this. Yeah, it's disturbing. The word she uses much more than a B starts with a W. Oh. And she uses it constantly. And like with this voice that's like B word, like she is being possessed by something. Well, and also a voice that's slurring. A voice that's very clearly intoxicated. It's really, for anybody with issues surrounding this or having dealt with this in your life, it is jarring. Jarring. Because you're like, oh, she's a very angry. Yes. Or she's just hangry. Sometimes I sound like that and scream the B word when I get hungry. The best thing for me to do in those moments is to grab a quick, healthy snack that actually tastes good, like Monk Pack's Keto Granola Bars. Yum. Monk Pack's Keto Granola Bars are only 140 calories, contain two to three net carbs, and they only have one gram of sugar. So you won't have that dreaded sugar crash that can make ascending super hard. They're great if you're keto. They're great if you're not keto. They're great if you're gluten-free, plant-based, if you follow all these wonderful things, or even if you're not. They just taste good, even if you don't even care what's in them. True. I love the soft and chewy texture. They are like those not healthy for you granola bars that I used to have when I was a kid all the time and that were in my lunchbox. But these even taste better and they're actually good for you. They have delicious flavors because who said gods can't enjoy tasty treats like blueberry, almond, vanilla, and coconut cocoa chip? Yes. Mm -hmm. They are so perfect for a quick breakfast, a snack in between meetings, or removing people's implants. They are even delicious enough to have as a dessert. Seriously. We recommend, and a lot of our listeners recommend, signing up for the subscription service because then you save 10% on every order and you also have them in stock. It makes it much easier to eat healthily. Try them for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special order for our listeners. Get 20% off the first purchase of any 
MonkPack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code date dateline at checkout. And MonkPack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product, then enter code date dateline at checkout and you'll save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. Monk Pack it in. <laughs> your face. With Monk Pack. I love it. Monk Pack it in your purse. Monk Pack it in your glove box. Monk Pack it in your car. Monk Pack it in your face. Just Monk Pack it everywhere. Monk Pack it on your desk. Stacked high like a little pyramid. Yes, love it. <laughs> Thank you, Monk Pack. Thank you, Monk Pack. Now we enter into the story a man named Miguel Lamboy, and he calls himself Archangel Michael. Sure, he did. Yeah, frowny face. He grew up in the Bronx. He was very close to his family. He, like Andrew, lost his job in IT and he became obsessed online with Mother God. He told his family, I'm going to work for a small company. I'm going to help them with IT because even gods have broadband issues. Who knew? He goes and becomes a lieutenant to Amy, going completely missing from his family. They have no idea where he is. They see him online getting kind of sworn in to the group. And they're like, oh, I thought he was working IT. I guess not. Andrew does not like Miguel. He thought he had snake-like energy and he would see Mm. Miguel talking badly about other members and wanting to remove ones that he didn't like. But I thought love has won and is one and we are all one, but apparently not. So he also took over the finances from the spiritual surgeries. They were making money off of them. They were also getting donations from the members, but they're not really donations because they were required to make them. So I don't know what that's called dues, I guess. Andrew himself gave over 20 grand. Wow. Miguel was in charge of all the money. He was in charge of the properties. Everything was in his name. Convenient. How did he work that? I don't know. He's a smooth talker or Amy just didn't want to deal with the finances because she wanted to focus on her godly duties and money is not godly. So she's like, maybe you handle it. I don't know. It's super shady, though. God isn't good at math or budgeting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amy's behavior, meanwhile, is getting worse. She's super cranky, hangry, drunk, screaming the WH word and the B word all the time. And so Andrew takes her to Florida to relax her. They go on vacation and we see her on a giant swing, swinging. She's very happy. Miguel is mad about this trip. He kind of wants to control Amy and doesn't really like Andrew. I was mad about the Karate Kid bandana Andrew was wearing on this trip to Florida, but that's another story. Eventually, Andrew was, Katie did not like that comment. Well, I'm just, did you see what she's wearing? I know, but that bandana really done me in. Done, done me in. So it's fine that he, so he can't wear a bandana, but she can dress like the childlike empress. That's fine the whole time. She's a god, Katie. Bastion, call my name. I don't know what that is. So 
And if you don't know who I'm talking about, then you're like Kimberly. And I've also not seen the never ending story. <laughs> but that's literally so, the head where she's wearing the entire time. She's a god. Yeah. The only thing that time that it bothered me, I would say, is there's one scene where that that whatever you're calling that piece that dangles in between her eyes. There's one time where it's a very large circular stone and she keeps talking on this YouTube video and it keeps hitting her in the eyeball and it looks very uncomfortable that I did not like. Yeah. You can't dress like that while you're intoxicated. No, you'll knock your eye out with your thing whatever it's called. The stone betwixt your eyes. Here's the deal. You can do that. Anybody can pin a necklace on their head, (laughs) but it doesn't work with every kind of necklace. No. And she's just putting any old one. She's picking necklaces for her neck and choosing one for her head. There are stones that weigh like, (laughs) one of the stones is like as big as- No, it's as big as your palm. It's huge. It's like a ping pong ball size. And it's sliding down because it's too heavy. It's sliding down. And whenever she moves her head, it knocks her in the eyeball. Her bobby pins gave way. I don't know what happened. It's not good. So (laughs) eventually Andrew was kind of done. He was done with her attitude. He was done with dealing with Miguel. He was pretty disillusioned by the whole thing. Although it sounds like he was never really taken in by the whole thing anyways. He seems so uncomfortable in every video. Right. But he did give them 20 grand. So he had to have kind of believed or just maybe wanted to believe so badly. I think that's the ticket. I think he he got in and was like, I've got nowhere else to go. I Everything's at home. Or he gave money early. Right. Before he went. And so then he's like, I don't even have any money. What am I going to do? And so he just sort of stuck it out way longer than he should have. But he never seemed to be a real believer. But he got out way earlier than he sh- than a lot of other people. And so good for him. But yeah, I, w- I would love to ask him more, like how much did you actually believe on a scale of one to 10? I bet it would vary from day to day between like a three and an eight. I don't think it ever went to a nine or a 10. I think we did like a three and a six. Yeah, yeah. So he leaves, which we were applauding. Good for him. Yes, but it is very vague how he leaves. I kind of wanted to know more because he just left her in Florida. He's like, I told her to get out. And I'm like, wait, weren't you like at a hotel? How'd that work? I didn't understand. Yeah. What were they fighting? Was she fighting you to stay? Or were you just like, I'm done? I don't know how that works. And you left her in Florida? I don't know. Maybe she had followers who came to get her. I don't know. So Amy announces that her new group is called Love Has Won. This is now where officially Love Has Won era of the group. But on the videos, she is talking very angrily and not love-based talking. In one of them, which is hard to watch, like they all are, because she's very drunk. She's also doing drugs on the videos. But in this one particular one they show on Dateline, she is talking smack about Robin Williams. Like, she sounds annoyed by him. She's like, I know, Robin. I am God. Lots of that. Ugh, Robin. First you're using his name and then you're going to be annoyed by him. That is unacceptable to me. Amy was charging $88.88 for surgeries because the numbers, that meant something. Oh, was that how much? I missed that. 
Okay, I was really curious about that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and so the numbers are all the same. I'm guessing they didn't do sales tax because that would have changed the numbers of it. I don't know. But a lot of people believe in numerology. We're not shaming people's beliefs here unless you're hurting other people by charging for surgeries that you're doing virtually. That are not surgeries, right. (laughs) Yeah. So Miguel thought we could be making even more money. We should start selling consciousness water. They start this website called Gaia's Whole Healing Essentials, where they sell ding, ding, (laughs) where they sell elixirs made of colloidal copper and silver. Thank you, Keith, for explaining what colloidal meant for Katie. I, of course, knew what it meant. (laughs) I didn't. I totally didn't know what it meant. What did it mean? Colloidal is when a substance is surrounded by another substance, an impenetrable substance, and like in a liquid. So in this case, it was silver and copper and like metals that are surrounded by something. So you're not just drinking straight metal. It's like they're floating in another substance. Barf. Yeah, it sounds gross. This is just like gold flake in a drink, like gold schlager. I don't know if you would even see it. I don't know how small these particles are. And I don't know what the substance that's surrounding the gold is made out of. And if it just swallows just like a pure liquid. They show the ingredients and turmeric was one that I caught. So I think there's a bunch of stuff in it. Yeah. But the main draw is the silver or copper. Correct. And they say that these colloidal metals could even cure coronavirus and prevent you from getting it. This got Stephanie from 90 Day in trouble, and this is going to get them in trouble, but not enough trouble. And I was a little upset about that because Stephanie got full on sued for saying that she had injectables at her spa that could help with COVID, and she got massively sued by the government. Now, these people that are running the Gaia thing, their elixirs cost 55.55, so $55.55, again, like the $88.88 per bottle. Wait, that's a lot. It's a lot. And you have to take it three to five times a day. But only a dropper full. So I think it would probably last you at least maybe a month. Okay. So maybe. Miguel's mom got COVID. His brother calls and says, mom has COVID. We don't know if she's going to make it. And he says, give her these colloidal metals. No. So they didn't. And Keith says she survived even without the colloidal metals, which was total shade. I'm really happy that she made it, by the way, because she went to the hospital and she was elderly. So that's scary. But also he must have really believed it. That's the only thing that I can think is that he actually really believed his own nonsense, right? To give it to your mom. So the FBI sends the group a strongly worded letter. That's all. They didn't get sued like Stephanie from 90 Day. Stephanie also had it on her website, right? We don't know if this was on the website. They said it in a live stream. So maybe it's the level to which they were claiming. I don't know. Interesting. I would be surprised if it didn't say it on the website, though. But if there was only like really 10,000 followers on a good day, then maybe it wasn't as high a reach as Stephanie. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't think you're allowed to claim it on any level. I would hope not. But maybe they just had bigger fish to fry is what I'm trying to get at. That's all I'm trying to say. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were selling all sorts of injecting bleach into yourself, et cetera. So the group basically started preying upon people who were anxious about COVID and people who were prone to believing in conspiracy theories. Very much like this woman that we meet, Marianne, her husband, who his name we do not learn. Arian. Oh, Arian? Yes, it's no M. I heard Marianne at first, too. I turned on the subtitles. It's Arian. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Keith. Arian. Keith, apologies. Arian, her husband, was doing a deep dive on the internet and was believing in conspiracy theories. He found love has won. He started listening to spiritual special music that was assigned by Mother God at a frequency only he could hear. Oh, boy. He started eating foods of only a certain color. That just sounds like your normal fad diet. He stopped going to work and he was sending money to Love Has Won and buying all the stuff that they recommended. And he thought he was doing it to keep his family safe. Meanwhile, he's spending $20,000 of his family savings and tearing his family apart. He told his wife, if I lose my job, that's part of the plan. And he, surprise, does lose his job because they don't like when people don't come into work. And his wife would beg him, you have to stop all this. And he would smile at her with this really condescending look and say, I'm sorry that you're still stuck in the dark. Knee him in the nuts, Arian. That's a level 10 for everyone on this podcast. I cannot. I have goosebumps. I, my my hands want to claw his face right now. I don't even have fingernails. It's not good. I don't like that condescending. Don't do. That's just. Oh, no. That's a really quick way to get divorced. Like, that's it. Yeah. That would be it for me. I'd be like, we're done here. Yeah. We, we can't come back from this. No. We did have a friend who was in a group that kind of was a little cultish in college. Yes. Yes, we did. And they once said something to me that was extremely condescending. Yes, 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 yes. She looked at me and she said, you're just being so inauthentic right now, Kimberly. And I almost punched her in the face. No, I didn't. I'm not violent, but I started almost crying. It's rage crying, rage tears. It's like rage crying. And I did not get over it for many years. Yeah, because how do you fight back? You can't, what do you say? Like, oh my God. You're being so inauthentic. These are just stories you're telling yourself. I No, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I'm so sorry that you're still stuck in the dark. I feel bad for you. Don't say it again. We need to not speak of this anymore. <laughs> Move along. Everyone's getting upset now. In 2020, this nameless gentleman was called to live with Mother God and to leave the family that he was apparently trying to save from coronavirus. And his poor wife begged him to stay, and she even took him to the airport. Call him an Uber. Why are you taking him to the airport? No, I. well, he'd spent all their money. That's true. He'd spent all their money. And then I thought about it. I was like, why is she driving him to the airport? And then we find out he's driving because she kept saying, I, I was just saying, pull over. Let's just talk about this for five minutes. She's just trying to get through to him any way she can. I was like, oh, he's driving. And I was like, oh, right, because then she has to take the car back. They probably only have one car. And then she says the funniest thing that I think just came out 
different than she wanted it to. And she says when they got to the airport, she says he and then he just left. No high five, no hug, no kiss goodbye. I loved it. That's a very authentic answer. I I loved this woman. I was like, do you normally high five? It is because it's not a perfect answer. Yeah, it's not a perfect answer. So she sees him next on a live feed. And this is when he has just arrived to the compound in Colorado. He's super pumped. He's saying things like, you got everyone, come to mom, help mom. We're doing this for mom. The other people that are on the live stream with him start applauding. They're super pumped by his energy. Cut to the next day. Wait, real quick. You notice that he doesn't quite fit in, right? Yes. They blur his face. We don't get to see him. Because he's chosen not to. Yeah. He's like in a polo and khakis like a polo tucked into khaki pants. Well, he didn't know the dress code around the compound. Is bohemian filth. I don't know what bohemian dirt. Correct. Yes. Patchouli princesses. Yeah. He didn't study the Manson group and saw what they were wearing because it's kind of all the same stuff. No. And he's dressed like he's going to a job interview at, (laughs) I don't know, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I don't know somewhere. Right. And good for him. He needs a job. He lost his because he never went. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So yeah, he showed up with the clothes he had. He's going to have to go to some local Goodwills to get some bohemian wear, obviously. So he's so pumped and he feels like so excited to be there. But then cut to the next day, the wife is watching the live stream again to hopefully see her husband and he's not on this live stream. And they're talking smack about a new member who just got there who's super annoying. They're saying things like, he's acting like he knows everything. He just needs to tone it down. He just, please shut up already. You need to calm down. You're being too loud. And other Taylor Swift songs. (laughs) And they were just overall annoyed by his energy. And the wife is trying to reach him to see how he's doing. And she can't get a hold of him. Because obviously his new friends hate him. So that's a horrible feeling. Hate him. He's now fully missing and he's been there for two days. So this has gone terribly wrong. This is a worse introduction to the group than Andrew had with the 48-hour mushroom trip. So Amanda, who is this gentleman's sister, she decides to get involved looking for him. So she's calling polices and they're all calling hospitals, everything looking for him. She finds out that police had found her brother naked in someone's backyard on some sort of hallucinogen, but he's an adult. So they let him leave the hospital. And since he was naked, they give him some paper scrubs. He has no wallet. He has no phone. And Keith points out naked is the day he was born. But he has those paper scrubs on. They let him leave. And so Amanda puts missing posters online and someone finds them, sees them and goes looking for him, finds him. He is out looking thirsty and still on drugs and confused. They hold him until the family can go get him. So the family goes to get him. The brother that we don't get to meet his brother. He says to the brother, I did it. I was on a mission for Love Has Won. I helped the group. I did it. I ascended. Yeah, I ascended. And the brother's like, good job, buddy. Like the way they talk to Buster on Arrested Development. And like, you did it, buddy. That was smart, by the way. So smart. And then they say, you know what? You did it. And Mother God says you can come home now. 
because you did it. You completed your mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so smart. So they bring him home. They keep him off of the internet and they keep playing along, hoping that he will come to his senses. And eventually he realizes there are flies there. And apparently there aren't supposed to be bugs in the fifth dimension. And that's what kind of breaks the crack in it for him. And he starts to think something's not right. This isn't right. Isn't it funny that something so small as that could just really change everything? That's a story we hear, though, like again and again with this sort of people. It's not always this like huge lightning moment. It's something small like a lightning bug. It's something tiny. Like a fly. That just like kind of like worms its way into your brain. Pardon the pun. It gets in there and you're like, that's not. Suspicion worms its way in. You're like, yeah, they lied about this. Maybe they're lying about other things. Right. Maybe this other stuff isn't true also. It's very interesting. And once you see one thing, you start seeing all of the things. Totally. Totally. Miraculously, Arian, is that her name? Arianne. Like, it's like Marianne without the M. They are still married. They survived this. And he appears on Dateline, but he doesn't show his face or his name, although we've seen his wife. And although his name is out there online and in several videos that I've watched, so I can just say, don't out him. If he's not out on Dateline, just because you can find his name, don't do it. No, that's not nice. So he says he got to the compound. Someone gave him a drink that he thinks was obviously laced with something. Well, it was the silver. They gave him the silver drink that was laced with something. It was the silver drink, but something else was in it. And he hears the members telling him that he has a darkness inside of him, i.e. his energy was annoying to them. (laughs) And he needed to go out into the wilderness for three days to get the darkness out. So telling someone who's tripping on hallucinogens that they have a darkness within them. Now, I don't know from experience, but from what I've gathered from television and friends and just the world, that's bad. That's going to put someone in a bad way. Also telling them they should go out into the middle of nowhere. Oh, the road was called something too. They don't talk about it on Dateline, but it's I think it's called Desolation Road where he was left. Yeah, you're signing someone's death warrant if you spike someone's drink with something and tell them to go out to the middle of nowhere to get rid of a darkness. That's, they're, they're going to try to like cut the darkness out of them. They're going to be eaten by a bear. Something terrible is going to happen. It's basically attempted murder. Right. I, I totally agree. So it during this trip, he wanders outside. He is almost hit by a semi-truck, like inches from him. He wanders around for days. He loses his shoe. He steps on a cactus. So his foot's all torn up. He is staring at the sun for hours and hours trying to get the darkness to leave. He takes off all his clothes. He has dehydration and all of the the elements are getting to him. It's like, I cannot believe he's alive. Yeah, he's lucky. So it's a miracle. Amanda, his sister, makes it her mission to take on Mother God. Good for her. So she starts a support group online that's called Raising Above Love Has Won. And she starts to notice that Mother God wasn't appearing in the YouTube lives recently, that a girl named Aurora 
Again, probably not her real name. It's not. Uh, she's saying things on the YouTube lives that Mother God has ascended, but not to the fifth element starring Mila Jovovich, but to Hawaii, specifically Kauai. To meet with their good friends. Lori and Chad. So we see footage of Lori and Chad arriving at the same shore on the same island only a few months earlier when Lori has the skirt that says Hawaii across her butt and their children are missing. I was not expecting this. No, I was not. So a few months later, Amy arrives. Mother God arrives. This poor island feels so badly for them. This is not the publicity they wanted. They are like nice people that just want to live in peace in their beautiful paradise. They're going to shut it down to tourists. They're just going to be like, no, you can't come in. Oh, and I wouldn't blame them. Yeah. So Amy... Mother God arrives there. She appears on YouTube. She is hangry again. She's like screaming, my own light warriors battled me, serving love. Okay, so Kim and Melissa, one of their favorite things ever from reality TV, very few people are going to remember this, but maybe you will. Wife Swap. Do you ever, do you remember the show Wife Swap? Mm -hmm. There was a woman there. Oh no, I know. She's a devil. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. The God warrior who is a, a lovely lady now and has come around and is now a big proponent of gay rights. Who knew? Oh, there you go. She seems lovely. She's totally changed. She says, like, now I would invite everyone around my Thanksgiving table. I accept all everyone now. I'm not like that anymore. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So she's, but she, remember how she screamed like that? That's kind of like how Mother God is screaming. And she's also lost a lot of weight. And one other thing, her skin is blue. Her skin is legitimately blue. Like she just visited Willy Wonka's factory. It looks gray to me, but they said blue. But did it look gray to you? No, it looked blue to me. But it's really scary. It's jarring. And if I saw someone that looked like that and I thought I would think maybe they were being poisoned. 100%. I might call the police. It's shocking. 100%. At the very least, I would call my dermatologist because you have a problem. Yeah. Or I have another thing you could try. What? Apostrophe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So nothing is worse than blue skin, but even worse was a bad acne breakout at the wrong time. And I'm not talking about prom. I'm talking about later in life. I'm talking about adult functions like your own wedding. When you have a monster underground spot of pure evil that you have to use six kinds of concealer and sacrifice a childhood stuffed animal while giving an incantation to get it to go <laughs> away. Let's just say I wish I had been with apostrophe the year of my wedding. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your own unique skin. All you have to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create a customized treatment plan just for you. 
Apostrophe treats acne, but they can also help you with your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. Don't get mad. It's not about you. How dare you? It's about adult cystic acne and those of us that struggle with it. All of the above. I have loved my experience with apostrophe. It's been so nice to know that I have a real dermatologist and that my plan was completely tailored to help me when I was suffering so badly. And now I'm no longer suffering thanks to the oral medication that was prescribed to me by apostrophe. I also use a topical medication to fix the texture of my skin that was damaged with years of acne. And it's awesome because you don't need to schedule an appointment. The visit was super quick. I did it all online. I didn't have to wait in a waiting room. It's as simple as it gets. We have a special deal for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider. Just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline and use our code date dateline when you sign up. This code is available only to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline. Click begin visit. Use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first appointment for only $5. Woo! That's incredible. That's such a good deal. Yeah. Clear skin appointment for $5. Check. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash date dateline and use that code date dateline when you sign up to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. Apostrophe putting a period at the end of your skin troubles. Excellent. Thank you, Apostrophe. Thank you, Apostrophe. If you are feeling lost and lonely, I know a very healthy, not cultish group that you can join. It's called our Best Fiends friend group. I knew it. (laughs) Best Fiends is the best match three style game by far. Stop crushing candy. You know what I'm talking about. Try this puzzle game that has 100 million downloads. Wow. And it works your brain. There's a storyline with good guys and bad guys. There are themes. Right now, there's lots of adorable Halloween themes happening that are just delightful. Best Fiends doesn't have any stressful timers like the other games, which raise my heart rate. I don't like it. It stresses me out. This is like I can casually play, but I can put down a game halfway through and pick it up later. And I love that about it. It's never boring because they're always adding new content and new challenges. And you're constantly earning new little fiends to play with. And even though there are no insects in the fifth dimension, there are some adorable insects in Best Fiends. If you want to know what the fifth dimension feels like, it feels like beating a level in Best Fiends on your first try. Like I did last night three times in a row while I was watching Below Deck reruns and living my best life. Please download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And share your player code with me so we can become Best Fiend friends, send each other presents, and motivate each other to keep going. Come on, guys. Be my best fiend that I've ever had. Been with you such a long time. Ooh, you're my best fiend. Beautiful. Thank you, Best Fiends. We love you. Thank you, Best Fiends. Seriously, it's a really good feeling when you beat a level on the first try. That is my fifth dimension. Amy's family is very worried about her. Amy, mother God, and they're trying to reach her. Her mother arranges the best mediator in all the land, Dr. Phil. I'm not even being sarcastic. I haven't watched it yet. I didn't watch it. He is actually, I think, a pretty good mediator. But- 
unfortunately, we barely get to see any of the show. So I kind of do want to watch it. So send me that clip. I, I will. I found it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Linda says to her daughter, who is just on the video screen from Hawaii, I don't like what you're doing to these people. This is not how I raised you. You're taking advantage of poor people and taking their money. You know, you're not a god. Stop doing this. And we don't get to see what Dr. Phil says. They don't even have one line of Dr. Phil saying something like, Amy, I'm sorry, Mother God, you got to knock this crap out, little girl. That's a bad Dr. Phil impression. I unfortunately am pretty sure that Amy just agreed to go on Dr. Phil for the publicity. And I don't like that. 100%. She didn't go to, to talk to her mom. Yeah, I agree. Amy, meanwhile, is making the local Hawaiian suspicious. So they know when there's tourists around, especially during COVID, because there are not supposed to be tourists there. They were shut down for a while. So they know when there's a tourist and they see somebody at the bar drunk in a wheelchair. Also, she's blue. So there's that. So she's not able to hide very well. They hear her talking about how she's Mother God. So they immediately Google Mother God and they are very disturbed by what they find out. And also they just got rid of Chad and Lori a few months before. Right. And now they have Mother God there. It's just amplifying it. Yeah. Yes. She's living in a rental house on the beach with a bunch of her other followers who have now flown into town. How they afford that, by the way? A rental house on the beach in Kauai that was the size of this one? I know. Well, those elixirs. And she says they've done thousands and thousands and thousands of those spiritual surgeries online at $88 a pop. Yeah, but I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that until like you see the beach house. And then I was like, oh, someone's got money. Well, Andrew gave $20,000. Those donations from people. Cults have a lot of money and it's super shady. And very lucrative, apparently. Very lucrative. So, which kind of makes me feel like we should change the direction of the podcast. I didn't know if you'd go for it. (laughs) You're getting a ding. Change direction gets a ding. They, they're doing their live streams. Okay. Aurora is on the live stream. And she says, I've just heard from Father God, because there's a new Father God, because Amy had a million Father Gods. Whoever she was currently with at the moment was the Father God. That Mother God will soon ascend to Lumeria to rejoin her father, Donald Trump. Drop the mic Drop everything. Are you kidding me? It's just Mad Libs. It's just inserting names. First, Harriet Tubman. And now I can't. Here's what I don't like, is that you know why she's, why they're doing that, right? Controversy, publicity. Lumeria is stupid because that sounds like a nail polish. I think it sounds like a cream for if you have a gynecological infection. Oh, Lumeria. It also could be a prescription pill for something, for like osteoporosis. So Donald Trump is apparently her father on Lumeria, and he, get this, works for the light and is an archangel. Okay. You Do you see what she's doing? They're not stupid. This is a very calculated move that they're doing here, and I feel like they showed their cards when they did this. I was like, okay. 
So you're just trying to get more followers and more money. So you've decided. Yeah. This is a way to get some people who are leaning towards believing in conspiracy theories over on your table. That's bad. Right. And a a portion of the extreme right believe that he was chosen by God to be president. And it's an extreme belief, but not all the right. That's why it's an extreme. No, I think the extreme evangelical right, some people do believe that. Yeah. So this is a very good capitalizing on those people specifically. There you go. I, on the other hand. I was okay with the blue skin and the UFOs. Now, Lumeria, it's gone too far, Amy. You've gone too far with Donald Trump. I was not okay with the blue skin. It made me feel really weird. No, it's it's scary. It's so unhealthy looking. And it's just all these people around you just ignoring it and just willfully ignoring. But this gets much worse. I just, yeah. So then Amy goes one step too far for the island locals. She says that she is the island god of fire, Pele. And Pele, this is sacrilegious to the locals. She, One local explains it. It's like if someone claimed that they were Jesus, how offensive that would be to Christians. But Amy has also claimed to have been Jesus. Been Jesus, too. She's just hitting all of them. She should hit, be, pretend to be Buddha and every religion's leaders. So the locals pick it outside Amy's house. They are praying for her to leave the island. They even vandalize things at night. And then the mayor comes up. He shows up with a bunch of police officers and asks her to leave the island for her safety. So the whole group leaves Hawaii and they go back to the mainland. Then there is a YouTube live where Aurora is saying, this is where it gets so dark. It's already been so dark. But yeah. Mom would never go see a 3D, which is like our current dimension, doctor. A 3D doctor wouldn't be able to understand her. And I mean, she has asked us to take her to a doctor and we just said, no, you cannot go to a 3D doctor. You need to be arrested. This is a crime. That's a crime. Yeah. You're preventing her from getting medical attention that she says that she wants. Yeah, absolutely. I don't understand how they're not being charged at that point. When that goes live, I would send that in and be like, hi. Yeah. Which I think they try to do right now. Mm-hmm. And also she's mentally ill and she should have been treated for that a long time ago. And that's very clear. But the people around her maybe didn't see that part. They definitely saw her blue skin and the fact that she was in pain and asking for help from a real doctor. The one thing that I can tell you is the people that are around her constantly are not seeing the change in her skin. They're not. It's going to be something that people outside are going to see. But like, it's that kind of thing where if you're around someone every day, like you don't see them age unless you're away from them for a while. It's that kind of thing. They, they probably don't see how striking her skin color is. Yeah. In some of these pictures, it looks like she's wearing a face mask. Yeah. Like she's put a face mask on and let it dry. That's what it looks like. It's wild. That's a good description. So her kids, Amy, remember her kids? Yes, Cole and Madison. They're watching the videos and they are saying it's so clear to us that she is mentally ill. Her sister spoke to her and Amy said she was in a lot of pain, but she didn't want help and she had people taking care of her and she was going to be fine. Amanda... Remember Amanda, who's the sister of the man who was in the wilderness? 
she is a nurse. And so she feels like, oh my, like this is terrifying. She needs medical help. She's blue. Even though I'm been fighting to take this woman down, like she needs medical help. Yeah, because blue to her means what blue means to everyone else, which is you're not getting oxygen. Mm-hmm. Or you're being poisoned, which is also taking away your oxygen. So on the live stream, Aurora says something like, mom is not good. She's very close. And Amanda is like, she needs an ambulance. So she tries to get an ambulance sent there, but she doesn't live anywhere near there. So the best that they can do is a deputy goes to the house and the people at the house say, Amy left a few weeks ago. I'll bet she did. Yeah, sure. So, or maybe some part of her left. So two more weeks pass. Where is Amy? We are now back to the beginning. We've rewound, rewound. And we are with Miguel, a.k.a. Archangel Michael. He has shown up at the police station and he says a few members of the group arrived at his house the night before from California. And he left them, let them in and let them stay there. The next day he went out to run errands. And when he came back, he found Amy, Mother God, in bed and she is a corpse. And not just that, his two-year-old son is in the house and they won't let Miguel take his son. And he's very calm. Sorry, you left your two-year-old son in the house all day? With these group members? While you ran errands all day? Okay. I mean, you were part of this group at one point. Is he part of the group at this point, though? We're not clear. Right. He says no. He could absolutely be lying. They did show up at his house. But he's very calm. He's like, I just want my son She's a corpse. I just would like my son back. Also, she's a corpse. Like, so calm. It's so strange. Maybe the medals are good for your anxiety that he's been drinking and they help you stay calm. Maybe he's a sociopath. Also, maybe he's a sociopath. I really can't figure it out. I don't know. I can't get a read on him. So the policewoman who's filming him, she coughs and she's like, oh, I'm not sick. I just am getting over something. And he says, take colloidal silver. It's great. It is an all natural antibiotic. So Dateline says that he's selling. He's still pushing it. But I feel like he does kind of believe it. The only thing that makes me think he believes it is that he did want his mom to take it. Yeah. That was a good point that you made. But it doesn't matter if he believes it or not. Like, I mean, I guess not. I guess if you sell a product and you believe in it, is it a scam? If you think it's helping people. If you really think it works, it's what happens in some of these other MLMs where people are selling nutritional supplements. If they, A lot of the times they really believe that it works or it really worked for them, you know? Well, but again, the scam part of those is not the selling of them. It's the whole structure of the business. Correct. But you kind of let that go for a while. Because this product is helping and you want it to help other people. Absolutely. But then that's how they get you. So the deputies go to his house and they find Mother God, her body in a sleeping bag. Oh, trigger warning, trigger warning. Yes, thank you. Her face is exposed and her body is mummified, dried out. They say she's been dead for weeks. And... The house is also very strange. You know, I like to obsess about people's decorations. I'm not sure what the group did or what was there before. There's 
rainbows painted on all the walls, flowers painted on all the ceilings, and there are just Christmas lights covering like every inch. Just it's glowing with twinkle lights, which I really like, actually. I thought that was pretty. So this was a big deal when it came out because of the state of her body. Dateline doesn't quite explain it how I think it actually was. She's actually wrapped in Christmas lights, the sleeping bag is. And I don't know if they explain that. They kind of show a little bit where they're draped over the head part, but they're blurring out a lot of it. So it's hard to tell what's happening. And it's like body cam footage. Right. She's wrapped in them is what I read at several places. And also one of the most disturbing parts that I thought, so she has glitter, thick glitter eyeshadow. Yeah. But she wore that a lot when she was alive. So someone put it on her. That was a big deal that it was like she was made up, but like just glitter. Yeah. Well, you should would want to be made up for the Ascension. I guess. I don't understand the Ascension. Okay. No one does, Katie. Yeah. Sorry. I don't. I, does Ascension means that her body's supposed to go bye-bye? Like raise up? Like, oh. Like, lie as a feather, stiff as a board? They do say later, or someone said that they think that the group did think her body was going to, like, disappear. But why, in all other religions, you don't really take your body with you. Your spirit goes somewhere else. So I don't know why they would think her body would actually, like, go somewhere. I don't either, and especially not if it's wrapped up. Especially if they believe in reincarnation, and if they believe in reincarnation, you don't have the same body as... For God's sakes, you were Harriet Tubman. She was black. You're not keeping the same body every time. So I don't really understand. You would think that the body would just not be important. Right, exactly. That's just the shell. But apparently it was kind of important because they were keeping it specifically and specifically adorned. Yeah. So they didn't report her death. They were waiting for her body to ascend. This makes, you know, the worldwide news. Some people made some not nice jokes. She is a human. Yeah, she was a human who was sick. So a member on the live stream goes live and she's like, Mother God has ascended. Yippee, woohoo, so pumped. Police have also found Miguel's son, who's two, and a 13-year-old girl asleep in the house. And the girl tells them that we don't know whose daughter she was. She says... They brought Amy's body from California in a Nissan Rogue. Brand's unhappy. Definitely Brand's unhappy being on Dateline. They left the body in the car overnight, which is doesn't seem nice to do. But while they prepared a shrine inside, they then brought her inside and they had the 13-year-old girl read to the corpse. I'm sorry, the 13-year-old girl had to be transported with the corpse. Let's just focus on that for a second. This is ridiculous. Yes, drove in the car from California to Colorado. They also had the girl anoint the body with essential oils. And the sheriff tells Keith, I used to say I've seen it all. I don't say that anymore. The police arrest the seven adults in the house. but They don't arrest Miguel because he turned them in. And he says that he has not been in the group for a while and hasn't seen Amy in months. We don't know how much of that is true. Right. The DA charges them with abuse of a corpse and child abuse for keeping the kids in the house with the body. They all plead not guilty and are released from jail. 
Amy's latest father god was Jason Castillo. He says to reporters who are asking him questions. Who's a real piece of work, by the way. I could tell from the reporter asking him questions and he does prayer hands back, which is the douchiest move ever. And he says, love you to the reporter. Prayer hands. You want to look something up, go look up his rap sheet. Oh, God. Yeah. And his yelling videos are almost worse than hers. Uh, so Andrew is mad because people watched her wither away and didn't get her help. And obviously her family feels the same way. No doy. The DA thinks, can I charge them with this? Get ready to be really upset. Yeah, get ready to start throwing things. So I just put something soft next to you. Yeah, he decides not only are we going to dismiss all of the charges that we have charged them with thus far, I'm not going to charge them with anything else. Take a break. Let people scream into their pillow. Yeah, okay. One, two, three. He tells Keith, some things are best left handled outside the judicial system. You're a DA. Does he mean they're going to get God's divine justice? If you mean that, you need to say that. Are you talking about karma? Are you talking about street justice? Like you hope someone will kill them? Is he talking about karma and the bus that knows the address? Is he talking about God will smite thee, strike thee down? Or is he talking about the mean streets of hippie backwoods, Colorado? Street justice? where all of these cults have gone. I What? He is so nonchalant. He's like, well, some things are best left outside the judge. You are a DA. Let's get the mob from Kauai to come over again. Can they come enact some justice here? Because this is ridiculous. Seriously, they can do some justice. That's called island justice. And they could serve a healthy dose of island justice right now. Also, that sounds like an alcoholic beverage. Island justice. (laughs) I'm going to figure out how to make that and I'll let everyone know my recipe. (laughs) So the family is obviously furious. The sheriff is totally furious. He says, we weren't consulted on this. They got away with this. They should have been charged with everything. This is not justice. They're still waiting for the coroner to say exactly what killed Amy. Was it the silver and all the metals that were making her skin blue? Was it alcohol abuse over the years? The DA says, I'm watching it like to see maybe something could happen, but I don't think we're going to find anything that else was going on there. Do you think that he just doesn't know the wrath that is about to befall him by having this on Dateline, he's not aware of just the wrath that happens on the internet. Yeah. You're in tr- you're about to become a very not well-liked gentleman. Yeah. And I use that word lightly. I'm angry at you, sir. That was not, you made bad decisions here. Yeah, absolutely. People are going to get mad at you. It's not right. And Dateline also seems mad at him. Keith seems mad at him. Yeah, absolutely. The family, her son, Amy's son, Cole, says that he thinks the group should be disbanded. He thinks they should be financially ruined. Unfortunately, it's the opposite. Some of them are actually benefiting from Amy's death. Less than a month after, Keith says Aurora, but it's Aurora. But Keith sometimes says the ends of words kind of funny. I rewound it like 10 times. Don't 
Why are you calling him out? So Aurora and Hope. And I think that's why he said Aurora, because he was going into Hope, which is an O sound. And right. I do that a lot, where you like <laughs> are anticipating the next word. And so you're kind of yeah. smooth them together. So they're in a new group called 5D Full Disclosure, which sounds like a boy band name. 100%. Oh my God, it does. 5D Full Disclosure Tour. Brian, Mark, James, Tucker, and Steven are coming at you with their new hit song, Island Justice. Island Justice. I love you, girl. I want to lay you. And I mean L-E-I if your parents are listening to this song. Except it has a better tune. They're gonna give me some Island Justice for my life (laughs) and my love. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So 5D, full disclosure, they say mom did it. She ascended and now it's our job to do full full disclosure. We still don't really know what that means. I do. It means they spill the tea. I saw some of the 5D full disclosure. It means they spill the tea on everything. And by tea, I mean they smack talk Miguel, Archangel Michael. Oh. And it's real good. So keep going and I'll tell you what they say. But they're not spilling the tea on Mother God. I'm sure they are doing that too. But it's like tea of like how magical and mystical and powerful she was. Right. Totally. So they're selling the same products. They're using Amy's image on their website and all over. Jason Castillo, who Katie tells us is a terrible person. Allegedly. Allegedly. I know he's terrible because of the prayer hands. Yeah, but he's still with us. So we're going to say allegedly. Telling the reporter, love you. He starts a new group called Joy Reigns. And he talks about on one video they show on Dateline and he's saying, Mother God, she did it. Mother God, she transformed. And then he starts slow clapping to the sky for Mother God. Go, Mom. It's very disturbing. There's also a really creepy video of him scream singing, I will always love you. The Whitney Houston rendition. I don't know if he sings that after her passing or before. It's either way. It's no, thank you. That is not for me. Troubling. Yeah. So what about Miguel? Where is he with all the money? No one really knows. Love Has One was registered as a nonprofit. And like we said, everything was in Miguel's name. Apparently he had... $200,000 in the bank. His brother says he's living in Colorado, but he doesn't seem to know where. Keith goes to Miguel's house and knocks on the door, but no one answers. And if you don't answer the door to Keith, may God have mercy on your soul. That's all I have to say. Was his two-year-old taken away? And where's the 13-year-old? Right. Whose was the 13-year-old? Hopefully she's with responsible parents, responsible family members who have taken over. Seen what's happened and been like, okay, we're going to swoop in. So he actually, according to 5D Full Disclosure, Mm -hmm. love songs from the island, (laughs) they said that Miguel withdrew the $200,000 from the bank between seeing the corpse and going to the police. Oh my God. There's some gossip. He's a shady. That's what they are. They are making him out to be one big sleazeball. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Absolutely. They said he also shut down the website. He just flattened everything. Before going to the police. What's surprising is that I would think that he would own the rights to the 
silver and copper colloidal drinks, but the girls seem to have retained the rights to it, Aurora and Hope. So I'm not quite sure. Interesting. Which are definitely not their names. Their names are like Amber and Ashley or something. Amanda, who is the nurse, who is the sister of Wilderness Man, feels very deeply for Amy. She feels like all the members let her down. And she tells Keith, even everyone, no matter how terrible they were, deserved access to medical help. What a great attitude. Absolutely. That's a nurse. That's a really good nurse. She said that they just sat around and watched her die. And she said they were just waiting for her to ascend and take them with her. And that's why they were praying over her body and doing all that. So, yeah. Keith says, whatever she was, shepherd or sheep, villain or victim, her name, once again, is just Amy. Was that shade. <laughs> shade. I mean, I think he's saying it, she was a complicated person who did some not great things, but also was troubled herself. Yes. And was a person. And it's not all cut or dry. It's not all black or white. She was a person. She had a family. But by saying she was a person, you are essentially saying she was not, in fact, a deity. Oh, well, then, yes, it's definitely shade on that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of this episode, I have one question, which I think you know where it is. Where is Amrith Wat Eagle? <laughs> He started this whole thing. Well, if he was 70, what if he, I, again, I can't, couldn't tell his age with the beard. He might not still be alive. No, he did do some sort of internet video about like his crazy ex-wife, quote unquote. I don't know. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I'm very curious. Oh, so he's, but he was, he called himself Father God as well. He was super into it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, he could read a tell-all, I'm sure. The man, the the father to Mother God or something. The man, the myth, the eagle. <laughs> yeah, Amarith. Amarith, the man, the eagle. There we go, we did it. Okay, done. Sold. The rights are sold. I love it. We have a very special dedication this episode. Our very dear longtime Patreon, since basically we started Patreon three years ago, Rachel. She is a pastor and she is getting married this weekend. And her sister-in-law, Justine, who is also a Patreon, who we've also done a shout out to, she is a co-host for the podcast that I love, Starship Therapies. And she she and the other co-hosts are therapists that talk about how the nerdy like fandoms can help you in your therapy needs. It's fascinating. But she asked us to do a special shout out for Rachel's upcoming big, fabulous, gay pastor wedding. Rachel is marrying another lovely woman who is also a pastor. It's a double pastor woman wedding. All woman wedding. All woman, all pastor, all the time wedding. That is great. What I want to be there. Like, how fun does that sound? Wonderful. Amazing. Rachel and Riley, we are so happy for you. We hope your love ascends to the fifth dimension. And beyond. And beyond. For all those times you stood by me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my go-to slow jam, slow jam. But for real. Also, how funny that they're pastors and this is the episode. <laughs> I bet it's going to make him feel great. 
I think it'll make him feel really good. Yeah. We just are so happy. We want to see pictures. We're so excited for you. Best wishes moving forward. I'm sure it's going to be a lovely day. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Yay. What do you have for B-roll Bonanza? Before we do B-roll Bonanza, I'm going to tell you the rules of the cult because I feel like you're going to want to know them. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, please. Here we go. Five hours or less of sleep. There's a couple of videos of Hope, the girl saying two, she gets two and a half hours and she was so mad at herself for B-wording about five hours. Now it's two and a half hours and then I'm up. So they were all going on very little sleep. They're not allowed to have intercourse or a relationship with any person in the cult unless it's their, quote, twin flame. And the, it is determined if the person is your twin flame. By mother God. There we go. This is like, that's like Warren Jeff's vibes. Yeah. This is all standard fare, a lot of this. Standard cult fare, too, for the guy to decide who gets to pair up. The head person or whoever decides who can pair up with who. Oh, yeah, but one weird thing, the men had to sit down to pee. Interesting. 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 No possessions or personal belongings. Yeah, that's standard cult fare. That's standard. The other one that's standard was, oh, yeah, cut off contact with your family. That's standard. And it's isolating your, them from other people and harming them and taking their money and all of that stuff. And taking their money, as all the money they have. So when you did something bad in, what is this called? Love Has Won? You had to make a public video apology on the YouTubes. On the YouTube page. It's all about the online content. Yep. So there you go. Did they wear hoodies and cry? Did they wear mascara? So then there are no vegans allowed, which is kind of weird. What? She was just picking things she didn't like. What? From like past boyfriends. This was all willy nilly. And they're in Colorado and they're not allowing vegans. Yeah, no veganism. The other weird thing is that remember he was eating the colors of the food. Remember the guy in the wilderness? Yeah. So they also had to wear certain colors on certain days of the week. Right. Which is the same rules that mean girls had. Exactly. So interesting. But also that was the same as Wild Wild Country, which I don't know if you've watched yet. I haven't watched it yet. The one that I recommended from Netflix, which is really good. They all had to wear red all the time, but not on different days of the week. That's like days of the week underpants. Yeah. So you had to have a wardrobe, I guess. And then another weird thing. So Susie Hilfinger was attached to this at some point. That is Tommy Hilfinger's wife. Oh, the designer, Tommy Hilfinger. So apparently she's like a really she's like a big charity giver. She's one of those. What's that called? Where you do that for a living? Socialite philanthropist philanthropist. And so she was basically on the verge of writing a blank check to them. And there's a video of Jason Castillo screaming about her in a video because she backed out at the last minute. Someone like. <gasps> talked in her ear and was like, hey, these these people are not good. But she was really into it. Wow. There's one of those in Wild Wild Country, too. A celebrity attached? A celebrity wife attached. Yeah. And if you guys want to know more about this, there is a podcast called Fundy Fridays that did an episode. Fundy, that's F-U-N-D-I-E, Fridays, that she does an episode on Love Has Won. And then there's a one that I haven't finished yet by an Australian girl who seems delightful. She's wearing a hat. I really like her. Weird Reads with Emily Louise. And she doesn't have a ton of subscribers, so this is probably good. And she does the 
the deep dive into the cult. So, and it's actually, it's like an hour long. So she really- Oh, good. It's where I got a lot of the video stuff. So, but just be aware. She puts a warning at the top, but a lot of it's- Hard to watch. Yeah, it, it's hard to watch. It's concerning. So anyways, all right, that's my outside. B-roll. Amazing. Uh, I didn't have very much. I had a seagull B-roll. Mm-hmm. That kind of rhymes. For some reason on a beach. Like, I don't know why. Well, because Amanda's on the beach. So Amanda Ray, the sister, she's on a beach because we see her on a balcony looking out on this beautiful beachfront. And I was like, where's that? Yeah, where are you? Yeah, she got lots of B-roll. Yeah. Also, the the wife, Arianne. Arianne. Yeah, she's on a bridge. She's on a bridge and they do a drone shot out and it made me a little sick to my stomach. It was looked very high, but it was a good shot, Dateline. Very good shot. It was really good. We saw Andrew playing with his dog, which is how you know he's healed. And reading a book. Reading a non-religious book, we guess. I didn't couldn't see what it was. And we see the DA doing lawyer things, but also being full of poop, because why is he not pressing charges? What is happening? He says they didn't have anything beyond reasonable doubt. You have on video Oriola admitting she wanted us to take her to a doctor and we said no. And on the very least, you have child abuse. I have no idea how you're saying that this is somehow not child abuse. So what my thought is, is that money is involved. Mm. I'm wondering if either he's a believer or that someone came in like Archangel Michael decided, okay, we're going to lawyer up. And they had a lawyer there. I don't think Michael would because he's the one who has all the money and he wasn't being charged. Yeah, I think he's not being charged because he has a really good lawyer. Although he's the one who turned them in and says he wasn't part of the group. But he also needs the group's name to maintain. He doesn't need people to be arrested in case he wants to use the group in the future. Use the group in the future to keep making money. Right. Two hundred grand is not going to last forever. No, it's not going to last him a month, probably. It's some hogwash and there's some shade, something shady there. I just don't know what it is, right? Well, maybe this episode will cause more public pressure and maybe once the autopsy is completed, they will have something to charge with. I do think the hard part is she was probably wasn't poisoned. She was willingly poisoning herself by drinking all this stuff. I think it's pretty clear that she has cancer. From all the metals that she was taking and the drinking. I think it's pretty clear that if you have a failing liver and you're drinking silver, that's going to kill you. She was drinking heavily for at least a decade. The The way they described the vodka she was drinking. Yeah. You're killing your liver and then you're drinking metal. No, you're going to have liver cancer or cirrhosis of the liver at the very least. Like you're not going to survive that. Yeah. I think this was a horrendous way for her to go. It's really sad, actually. No matter what, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's disgusting. I don't know what happened here. We did, Dan. Brand's unhappy. I have one quote. Did you have a... Can I do my quote? No, go for it. I loved this Keith quote because it. I almost made it a title. He said, Amy's very long, strange trip was coming to an end. And I thought that was so perfect. Like it perf- perfectly encapsulates this like new age group. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. Do you have any fashion police? I do just have two things. The necklaces for days. I wish we had Anna Luisa 
right now. <laughs> because she wore, it wasn't just like a multi-strand. It was every necklace. Yeah. On her head and on her neck at all times. All the necklaces. So many necklaces. And then Keith is in his Converse, by the way, which is great. And then Ariane had the prettiest makeup, but I couldn't tell what it was. Did she have contacts in, like colored contacts? Did her eyes seem uber blue to you? Oh, my God. So Mary Payne and I were texting because we were I was like, I don't know if we're going to do this episode. It's kind of dark. And she's like, do it, do it. And then she kept texting me things she wanted me to say. And she's like, please tell me you're going to talk about this woman's colored contacts. And I said, she sent me a picture and I was like, it doesn't look that blue on my TV. They are very blue. I think it was weird lighting because it made her like tongue look really red and her lipstick was really pink. And it made her lips look very mauve. Well, see, on my TV, it was like hot pink lipstick that she was wearing. Oh, on mine, it was a mauve lavender. Interesting. So the lighting was... The lighting was definitely heightened. The coloring on the filter or something in that scene or she was wearing Mary Payne was like I think she's in disguise which maybe she was we didn't find out her last name and her husband didn't say his name so I guess it's possible that may also not be her name yeah that's true her name might well be Marianne and they might have said Marianne at the beginning and then changed it by accident But I do think she had some sort of color correcting and editing that I don't know what they were trying to cover or what was wrong. Maybe her pallor was off or something. But I thought she ended up looking kind of like a pretty cartoon character. I liked it. Yeah. No, she looked great. I don't know. I think colored contacts are super fun. So I don't know. I liked her. Yeah. They were very bright blue. Yeah. And I liked her so much. She was like kind of my MVP. I liked her a lot because she loved her husband. I don't know. I can't believe they survived that. That's incredible. That's love. Seriously. Love has won for that couple for real. Love has won for them. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Speaking of which, did you have titles? Yeah, they're not very good. Let's go. Mother Doomsday. Instead of Mommy Doomsday. Mm-hmm. With Lori Vallow. Nissan going rogue. So is a Nissan rogue? I don't know. That's not bad. Oh, my mother God. I don't know. I was just trying to, I don't know. Oh, my mother God, it's me, Kimber. Is that what you were trying to say? (laughs) I don't know, but I like that. I like that a lot. Let's go with that. Love has lost. Yeah. That's what I had. That's the blanket one for sure. Yeah. Love has one more victim. Oh, yeah. Nanu, no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nanu, Nanu, thank you. That's what I actually wrote. And then... I'm love has one in it. I was trying to combine. I'm loving it. She was a McDonald's manager before she started with love has one. So I'm I'm love has one in it. (laughs) That's it. The funniest thing was the thing that you sent me. The vice clip had some comments. Someone said she couldn't get all the soft serve machines working, but we believe she's God. Okay, because the machines are always down at McDonald's because they don't want to do it. Because they don't want to do it. Have you not watched that video? No, but I... Go to YouTube and type in why are the soft serve machines always broken? No, I've heard that was broken to me by one of our listeners like a month ago when everyone, there was an article that got spread around. It was trending and it was like, they just don't want to, they don't want to clean the machines. So they just say that they're not working. Right. It's a pain. The machines are poorly, like they're really difficult. So I get it. It's very upsetting. I do get it. 
Oliver actually went to work the other day and all the guys at his work wanted Sonic shakes because, you know, they do those crazy like I've told you about Sonic. They make the crazy like blizzard type things. And the guys at Sonic, apparently the night crew, whoever they are, they just won't make shakes after eight o'clock. <laughs> they're open to like 1 a.m. So he went with like this list of shakes. And they're like, nah, we can't do that right now. It's broken. And he's like, well, can you do this? And they're like, no, we're out of that. They just lied about everything. Oh, that's so, my God. They made up like something for every type of shake that was on his list. They just wouldn't do them. As a former Subway sandwich artist, I find that offensive because when people would walk in at five minutes to closing and you would put away every single vegetable back in the freezer and the fridge. Yeah, every cold cut has been saranned. You brought everything out and made them a sandwich at five minutes to closing because you'd get in trouble with your manager. You can't say we're out of meatballs if they want a meatball sub five minutes to closing. I don't think everyone would do that, Kimberly. I'm going to give you an employee of the month award retroactively because I think you were a spectacular sandwich artist. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I do take pride in my work. So thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you listening. And please check out A Date with the Bake, which is our recap of Great British Bake Off. And it is on a separate podcast feed. And it is so much fun. We have Jake back. And we're having a lot of fun. So please check that out. And on Patreon, we are talking 90 Day Fiance. And we're doing a special live stream for Halloween this year for our $10 Patreons. This should be really fun. And uh, thank you. And congratulations to Rachel and Riley once again. Absolutely. That's all. Thank you, everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody. Be your own deity. Can't say that. (laughs) Can't do that. Be your own fifth dimension. Yeah, be your own Mila Jojovich. <laughs> be your own childlike empress. There we go. Bastion, call my name. And everyone pressure Kimberly to watch Never Ending Story for God's sake. It's not going to happen. It terrifies me. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Turn around. Fly <laughs> your fantasy. No, stop. I wish we could insert music so I could stop singing. It's creeping me out. I don't like it. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. It's kind of like when you wanted everyone to do, um, say, your name with with an X at Starbucks and then just walk away. You were going to walk up to the counter and be like, I'd like a latte for Katie. What do you mean I was? That's still currently in effect. You still want people to do that. Go Katie with an X and then walk away. And they just are so confused because there's no X. But you have to do it earnestly. It's got to be. What's your name? Ask me what my name is. What's your name? Katie. With an X. (laughs) It's got to be just like really nice. (laughs) They can't suspect. You have to be nice. We had a a few listeners do that and send us pictures of their cups from Starbucks. So I'm hoping this will have a resurgence of that. I hope so too. Yeah.